What up guys, it's your boy DJ Skinless here and we're back with an all new episode of Skinless Talk. For this episode, we're going to talk about hip hop and it's going to be about the Tupac documentary that's coming out as well as a new recent Eminem song leak from 2009 that just recently appeared on the internet. Alright guys, for the main article that we're going to read here is from Complex.com. It says FX secures the Tupac docuseries from Defiant Ones director Alan Hughes. And if you don't know who Alan Hughes is, he did Menace to Society, and Tupac was actually supposed to be in that movie, but he actually got fired from that movie, and I'll go over that after I read this article right here. So farther down says, the cable network announced the news at the TCA Summer Press Tour on Tuesday, which this article is a couple weeks old, so months after Hughes confirmed the involvement with this project. According to Deadline, the series titled Outlaw the Saga of Feeney and Tupac Shakur will center on the late legendary rapper as well as his mother, activist, Afini Shakur. Outlaw is described as an intimate, wide-angle portrait of the most inspiring and dangerous mother-son duo in American history, whose unified message of freedom, equality, persecution, and justice are more relevant today than ever. Hughes, the director of HBO's Defiant Ones, worked with Tupac Shakur's state to complete a five-part series. The director was granted access to Tupac's writing and catalog of release and unreleased music, making the first time the estate has co-signed on such a comprehensive project. Hughes spoke about his relationship with Tupac Shakur estate in 2018 when he addressed the trustees' concerns over Tupac's depiction in The Defiant Ones. The Tupac estate was, and I know them, they're all old friends, but there was some stuff with him at the gun range that they were precious about, Alan Hughes said. Hughes told the rat, My original cut is not the way it eventually aired. The family and the estate were really sensitive about taking things out of context when it came to weapons in his hands, you know? He was at the shooting range and it was very explosive in the way the original cut was, and they were very, very, very adamant that we not do it that way. So as you see, guys, Alan Hughes is going to do the documentary five-part series. I'm not sure what's going on with the Steve McQueen documentary. As you may know, a couple years ago, I think around 2017, Tom Wally, the trustee and owner of the estate now that since Afini passed, he's the owner of the estate. He issued a statement saying that they're going to do a documentary with Steve McQueen. And it was supposed to be making Afini Shakur's Dying Wish come true, which was make a real movie on him and not really have that Morgan Creek, LT Hunt movie, All Eyes on Me, be Tupac's movie because we all know that. They sued the Tupac estate to get that movie out. And then Phoenix Shakur and the estate did not even support that movie. So I'm not really sure what's going to happen with that. But I think this may have taken the forefront. So the Steve McQueen thing might not even be a project that's being worked on. But hopefully I think Tupac should get another movie or at least a Netflix type TV show. And then it should go from like 1988 all the way to 1996. It should show his Baltimore School of Art days. Dancing with blow-up dolls and, you know, on stage with Digital Underground. And then with Thug Life and the 94 shooting, 96 shooting, there's a lot of stuff you could tell in there. And I think if they did it really like the Unsolved series where they take real-life events and they give it some real dialogue and they fill in the gaps with fake dialogue, I think it could be really well if they do a whole series like that. But with Tupac, you need, like, probably, like, two or three seasons to do a real show about his life you just can't fit it in like a five-part series if you're doing his whole story and you just can't fit it in a two-hour movie 
But overall, this is just going to be about Tupac and his mother and their activist roles. I'm not sure how they're going to throw in the unreleased music in that. And to me, I'm all for hearing unreleased music. I probably heard most of it, but there's a lot of songs that are still unheard to me and unheard to the public, which is, you know, stash away in the vault or engineers and producers have it that we don't have access to yet. So I'm not really sure, you know, I, I would love to hear them, but at the same time, I want the songs released and I'm not sure why they haven't not released a new album. It's just, you just have over a hundred songs just wasting away, doing nothing. And to me, if I'm going to hear it in a movie or a, a series, why can't they issue that to the world on an album, whether remix form or original form? It just seems very wasteful. And it's not the first time that the estate has wasted countless Tupac songs on various soundtracks that could have made a great album, such as the songs on Gang Related and Gridlock, that could have made one of the best Tupac albums after his passing. And also then, all those other songs like All Out, Hell for Hustler, and all these songs that they totally scrapped tons of Tupac vocals on for his own album. It didn't make sense to me. So it's not the first time that the estate is very wasteful in that regard. I'm kind of iffy on this whole thing because I don't know if Alan Hughes is going to portray this five-part series accurately. But I think he's going to be a bit biased because he has past history with Tupac. As you may know, him and his brother directed Menace to Society. And Tupac was actually going to play Sharif in Menace to Society, which was a Muslim gangster in South Central. And he was just trying to find his way in life. And Tupac felt like this was a corny role. He felt like the role did not sue him and he wanted a more realistic role. He said there would not be a Muslim gangster in that type of situation and he wanted more realism. So I think he wanted the O-Dog role and they just did not want to give it to him. But the funny thing is Tupac made Alan Hughes' career. If it wasn't for Tupac, Alan Hughes would not be what he is today. Him and his twin brother would not be what they are today. Tupac put him on by having him direct Brenda's Got a Baby, which was Tupac's first music video and his first soft-spoken hit song on his first album. So he directed that music video and then when Alan Hughes was going around trying to get pitches and projects, the only reason he got to Menace to Society greenlight by the movie production company was because he said that Tupac was on board with the movie. That's the only reason. If Tupac was not on board, Menace to Society would not even exist today. But the thing that happened was that I guess like Tupac wanted a better role and they did not want to give it to him. And from Alan Hughes standpoint, he said that Tupac was coming to the readings late. He was coming in drunk. He was not remembering lines. And so they fired him. And Pac's side of the story, which is confirmed by Mupreem Shakur, his brother, was that Tupac was only 15, 30 minutes late and they acted all slick on him. So Alan Hughes and that acted all slick and acted like a big shot. And that's where the fight actually stemmed from that they said that Tupac was late and he was drunk and then he ended up starting fighting with him. What actually happened after that was Alan Hughes was directing a Spice One video and Tupac showed up and there was a big fight going on with Tupac and the Hughes brothers and a bunch of other people. And Spice One said that he was at the top of the hill. He said he was at the top of the hill and one of the Hughes brothers came running up and he clotheslined his ass down the hill. <laughs> but eventually that whole thing went to court. They tried suing him for assault. And I think he only spent like about 20 days in the county jail. And that was really about it. Alan Hughes has come out and he said on Sway that he's the one that beat up Tupac and threw him on the car. 
but yet he was the one suing Tupac for assault. So I don't really buy his end of the story because why are you going to sue someone if you beat them up? But to me, like, this is the whole reason why I think this is not a great idea because even if this was 25 years, 27 years ago, you're still going to have animosity. And I, I, and I don't feel like he's going to portray him correctly the way he should betray him because he has all this animosity built up and all this history. But whenever it comes out, I'll do a review on it and I'll let you guys know. Alright guys, the second part of news is that fans bought an unreleased Eminem song for 2009. Now this was for the Relapse 2 album that was coming out. And apparently the whole album got scrapped because Eminem did not like the criticism that he was receiving for the album Relapse 1. And that's mostly because he had that weird British accent with the songs. But if you look online, a lot of hardcore fans actually like that album. And there's a couple songs on there that I really love, like the beautiful song. I think it's one of the Eminem's best songs. But he gets a lot of flack for having that weird accent on there. But I personally would love to hear Relapse 2 in its full entirety. But apparently it's fully done, but he does not want to release it or even release it as a mixtape. If I was Eminem, you know, I would want him to release all his unreleased songs based on whatever album he was recording for. Like King Mathers is another scrapped album before 2009. He has Relapse 2, he has his Eastsider songs, he has songs that he was recording for the Eminem show that did not make the album. He could bundle those together. He could make multiple mixtapes and stuff and release this stuff instead of like just really collecting dust in the vault. But anyways guys, let me go over this article. So the title reads, Fans bought Eminem's unpublished track off of Relapse 2. Eminem fan base took part in a group purchase of previously unpublished track Nut Up recorded in 2009 for the canceled album Relapse 2. Which, this is not really uncommon because the reason why we have a lot of Tupac unreleased songs and original versions is because fans, since around 1999, have been coming together, forming groups, and buying these songs from different sources. This is nothing new on the internet. But I never really heard about this happening with Eminem until now. So with this screenshot, we see Welcome to the Beginning of Total Paid Channel. I'm not really familiar with Group Buy, but it says, The seller confirmed the fundraising completion and will soon publish new stuff. In total, the fans paid away $3,500 for the track. That is how much the 10-year-old track from Relapse Era was rated. And this screenshot says, Hi everyone, due to how much money I received via PayPal, we are waiting on it to transfer to my bank so I can transfer it to our BTC converter via Cash App. I apologize that it has taken so long, but PayPal is saying that it will take 24 hours of when I submitted for a transfer this morning. So as soon as the PayPal transfer is clear, we're all good to go and to proceed with the buy. Again, I'm sorry, but there's not much I can do. It's in PayPal's hands at the moment. And here's the whole screenshot. I I know people were pretty scared that, you know, it was a big scam. And then, boom, you get a snippet and you get the full song. Which I'm not going to play because I don't want to get this flag. But overall, the song is pretty great. It's a solo song. He has a singing hook. And the quality is not CDQ because I think they got this from a sound engineer or a producer. But I'm not sure which producer because Eminem always had the same producers for most of his albums. And... Dre and Eminem also go back over the track from other producers and mix it down yet again, even after the song was already completed. But anyways, I'm actually surprised this news is out there about this whole bidding thing, because even though a fan may have bought 
this song is still owned by Universal and Aftermath. And if you post it online, they can still copyright strike you. They can still remove the video. They can still come to your house and sue you for releasing unpublished material that the engineer does not own or whatever source that they got it from does not own. It's actually Eminem and Universal that own that material. So for a fan to put it online and put all this information out there, it's putting everybody at risk. And I'm actually surprised it actually happened and nothing has transpired because of it. But anyways, this is probably the only way that we're ever going to hear these Eminem, King Mathers, and Relapse 2 tracks. So I'm not sure what else is going to come from it, but I hope we get to hear more of this album because, you know, if Eminem is so, I guess, mumble rap and everything, why wouldn't he not push to have these released as mixtapes? The game releases mixtapes year after year with tons of songs, and he still releases his final album. So why can't Eminem release his old stuff? And the same thing with Dr. Dre. He can go back in and release his Death Row stuff. He can go back in and release his Detox stuff from certain years, whatever. Because there's probably like 20 different versions of the Detox that's never been released. Just release it as a mixtape. You don't have to release it as a full-fledged album. That way you don't have to take in the criticism for it. You don't have to put all the funding in from UMG and Aftermath. Because it's just a mixtape. Anyways, guys, that's my hip-hop news for the week. I don't know how much more like type of podcast I'll do like this, just break down hip-hop news. Whenever there's Tupac news, I'll do a podcast on it or something like that. And I'm also going to do wrestling podcasts, and that's probably going to be my next upload after this. Thanks for listening. Peace out. <laughs>